Welcome to the 10 for 10. Alexander? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I just, I have spent a lot of time this week thinking about last week's episode, and I think one of the things we have dropped the ball on is not letting America see the nuance that is you. We just pigeonhole you into the super funny guy who kind of throws these things out that are funny or outlandish or whatever, but last week, I mean, you brought the thunder with some just brilliant offensive line talk, and I would, I'd like to use that as a fulcrum to help the nation get to know you a little bit better. So before we even get to anybody else, I just want to ask a couple of questions if you're willing to let America see a peek behind the curtain. Uh, sure. Thank you. All right. Yeah. One, what do you think is the defining characteristic that makes you a lovable teddy bear? Mm. Well, I'm really hairy. And that's not a joke. I was taking a shower the other day and I got out of the shower and like my hair was on the ceiling. And I was like, how did that happen? Megan just cleaned the bathroom. She's going to get real mad at me. And yeah, I always share my pizza. There you go. What's the type of pizza you normally have? Uh, you know, you always go, you usually go pepperoni because it's kind of like a classic beloved one. You know? Yeah. yeah. You I meant, like, is it a Domino's? Is it a Little Caesars? Some mom and pop shop? Well, I'm eating Little Caesars right now due to the quickness of it. Yeah, Let sure. I went to Little Caesars right before this thing. I was in there for like 10 minutes just standing there because people weren't talking in the music and the music was really loud. So, like, every two minutes, I would go to the front door and push it open to make it make a ding noise. And then, like, I just waited another two minutes. And then finally, someone showed up, and it looked like I was coming in when she finally showed up because I was doing the door thing again. Anyway, Little Caesars. <laughs> that was a long story. No point to it. So, like, she just there. thought you had just gotten there, so she wasn't being a lazy schlub. She was helping you as soon as you got there. Yep. <laughs> I was like, do you have anything hot and ready? Like, what do you have hot and ready? And I was like, I'll take that pepperoni pizza. And she's like, that's what we do best. And I was like, all right. I'm ready. So to she started hitting on you to make up for the fact that she was delayed. No, she wasn't hitting on me. She was just selling me that pizza. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Just give me, give me that pizza. You know what I mean? All right. Last thing. What is yeah. one piece of life advice that you would give to the youth of America? You know. Life's too short. Enjoy a good pizza. Or a bad pizza. Little Caesars, you know, it's not good pizza. But it's good when I'm mad, you know. And then, you know, people say, well, like, I suppose life is short. But actually, it's the longest thing anyone ever does. So go eat a Little Caesars pizza. I'm trying to get us the advertisement dollars. You know what I mean? It's going to happen one day. I'm going to get a call from Little Caesar himself. And he's like, Alex, that was poetic. You know, we're just going to let you have some pizza for a little bit, and we're going to focus on other corners of the universe. Thank you for whatever. <laughs> that is that hard. I, I do admit, I am eating pizza right now, so I may or may not be distracted by that fact. So. I don't think that was a surprise to anybody, but thank you. 
You're welcome. Lucas, <laughs> well, I need to contemplate my life for a minute, so I'm going to give the floor to you now. I really don't know how to follow that. But I would like to say that uh, what's going on with the show, we started out so so sincere, Steve. I'm I'm impressed. Booze will do that to a fellow. <laughs> well, let's start to throw it off the rails, shall we? Thank you. All right, so bear with me on number one here, because as long-suffering Detroit Lions fans, I just need to take a couple of minutes to, to lay the groundwork for this question. Can I kind of interrupt your question? Yes, absolutely. Should we, intru- should we introduce Cam? Oh, we'll get to him, yes. Okay, Cam. we're waiting on him. All right. Cam's here, too. Say Is hi, he Cam. Number nine? What, Alex? I, I, nothing. You're not allowed to talk yet. We haven't introduced you. Okay, well, shutting up. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is podcast etiquette. Lucas, number 10, let's go. <laughs> well, it's number one, but thank you. Oh. Uh, it did take us 10 seconds, however, to get off the rails, like I said, so I love you guys. Uh, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, are 5-1 and one this season. They are 12-3 and three since Peyton Manning and Jeff Bridges broke the curse of Bobby Lane. Now, what is the curse of Bobby Lane, you say? Well, for those of you who don't know, Lane famously cursed the Lions to 50 years of bad luck after Detroit traded him one season after its last championship in 1957 to the Steelers. Uh, so uh, he basically uh, was a, he was their starting quarterback. He was traded, uh, but then he broke his leg late in the year just before he was traded, right? So he broke his leg. Lions are like, uh, no, you're really good. You're awesome, but we're trading you because we broke, you broke your leg. So he cursed us. 50 years bad luck. Well, if you do the math, that's 2007. It's lasted a little bit longer than that. So Jeff Daniels and Peyton Manning tried to break this curse by reciting incantations over a bathtub filled with one of Bobby Lane's drinks of choice whiskey. Uh, this was on Manning's, it wasn't the Manning cast, he had some other show, I forget. What was it called, Cam? Do you, do you the, remember? Uh, Peyton's Place. Peyton's Place, yes. Manning of the Hour? The, the raw, long-running show, Peyton's Place. So, I, I leave you with this quote. Daniels, who sang some of his song, The Silver and Honolulu Blues. Yes, Jeff Daniels wrote a song about the Detroit Lions. You think you love him now? Wait for this. Uh, the song is about the agony of being a Lions fan, and he compares the Lions playoff drought to a soldier going without sex for three years while at war. Manning yeah. laughs. Manning laughs and is quoted, now I get it. And then Daniels, as I quote, this town hasn't been having sex. So, are we having sex now, Steve? Are we getting it on? Who's Jeff Daniels? Oh, my God. Podcast over. <laughs> you know, you do you not know who Jeff Daniels is, seriously, or are you just trying to try? Yes, to Steve. Jeff Daniels. Alex doesn't either. Thank you. Yeah, I won't. Yo. Maybe okay. in our house growing up, we didn't get any of the Jeff Daniels action. Did you ever see Dumb and Dumber? No, that's a no. Do you Did know you of the movie Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Okay. He starred opposite Jim Carrey. Did you ever watch Newsroom? 
No. Gettysburg. Nope. Nope. That that milk show you like. We've seen a lot of milk. What? No, he's not. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, throwing us off the rails even more. Let's get back to the question. Are are we? Is Detroit having sex again, Steve? Oh, wow. Oh, God. This is so great. I love that it had to be you. <laughs> I love I love that I called it right at the beginning of the show, and then it just continues to happen. Alex, huh? our diehard Lions fan, come always. on, bring this home. I've always, I've always been having sex in the D, let me tell you what. It's literally what we're named after. We, you know, every year I say we're going to win. And, you know, you, sometimes you leave a season unsatisfied. That's okay. You know what? Because, you know, it's always going to happen again and you're going to get better each time. And sometimes the Lions, you know, they're going to come, they're going to listen to feedback and they're going to come back with maybe some new techniques next year that they're going to show off and, uh, you know, and they're going to knock us all the way to the Super Bowl. Anyway, that's my opinion on that. So I know you're you're still on the bandwagon because you never jumped off. Uh, I never did. One of one of, one of the few. No, there's a lot of us. Can you believe what we're seeing right now? I mean, five and one, not only top of the NFC North, not only top of the NFC, but top of the NFL. No. We are we are tied with the best record in the entire league right now after six weeks. That's that's a pretty significant amount of time. It is pretty dope. I think the only thing that stinks about it is if it goes to a tiebreaker, we don't have it with, like, the Eagles. So, technically, we're not in, like, first first. But, like, it's still dope. And, I mean, I want to say, like, no and be like, this is amazing. But, like, I have the same attitude every year where I'm like, they're going to beat go. They're going to get 12 wins. You know what I mean? What's the tiebreaker this early in the season? Uh, Uh, We lost a game against the NFC person and the Eagles lost a game against an AFC person. Yeah. Same with, same with the 49ers. You're muted, Steven. No, he's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so the for, 49ers and the Eagles, um, both lost to AFC teams. Uh, so since we lost to an NFC team, apparently that's the first tiebreaker. Gotcha. Yeah. Cam, what are your thoughts? Cam? I'm sorry? What are your thoughts on the Oh, Lions? sorry. I didn't know I was addressed when Steve hit the wave please button. You went silent. Um, so they are getting down and dirty. In the D. In the D. With the D. Maybe in the B. So um, I, I've been watching a lot because I'm home a lot now. Um I've been watching a lot of like sports news and stuff and it's everyone is on the bandwagon now. Freaking Stephen A. Smith, the man I can't stand who also can't stand anyone else, um, has us as his number one team in the league right now. Like that's oh. crazy. I know. But he's not the only one. Like we are top two in several, several analysts lists. Like it's it's just crazy to me. I don't know how to I don't know how to feel act. It's um kind of like 
your first time with a lady and you don't know how to feel or act or behave. And I got, hope to God it's not over too quickly. Way to, to keep the comparison going. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done. All right. Well, I really want to get Steve's reaction on this, but uh, we will uh, – I want to leave you with this. Uh, this is a clip from the NBC Sports um, Sunday night prior to the Sunday night game. Um, this is one of the analysts talking about the Detroit Lions and, and, and their game. And we'll pick it up in the middle. He's talking about them being the sixth-ranked defense in the league right now. Okay. Number six. And why is that? One, you can't run against the big people they got up, up front. They got size, they got speed at linebacker, and they're well coached. So they stop the run game. They can rush the passer and swarm the quarterback like you see right there, Aiden Hutchinson being their best pass rusher. But they're smart, hands up in the passing lane, physical over the middle, tackle. It's a complete transformation from what we saw last year. The Lions are a legit Super Bowl contender, Maria. I can't believe I'm saying that. (laughs) What do you think, Alex? Is he right? I think he is right. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. There is, like, one thing that I brought up, though, and I think that the Lions have a kryptonite, and I think that that perfect team that is now that kryptonite is going to be the Dolphins if we ever have to play the Dolphins. So there were, I think, three times in this game, even this week, where there were, like, these deep passes, and, like, if their quarterback was able to hit it, it was a t- they were touchdowns. Our deep coverage is rough. And I think the Dolphins having the speed that they do at wide receiver and Tua's arm, I think it's going to be rough. Um, but do but you think the that, pa- do you think the pass rush would compensate for that? I don't know because it depends. Like their our pass rush seems to be a lot better if we like blitz like an extra man. But like I don't know. Yes, I think it could compensate. But again, if you get one big play, a hundred yard touchdown, you know what I mean. Or eighty yeah. touchdown. Do that yeah. twice a game. I so don't know. Steve, Steve, did you did you hear that clip I just played? I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, essentially, um, the the NBC um, coverage Sunday night um, talking about the Lions' defense being number six. How they're playing smart. They're really good. They're physical. And at the end, he says the Lions are a legit Super Bowl contender. I can't believe I'm saying that. And then the other people go on to agree with him. Do you agree with him? No, we're not a Super Bowl contender, but we are. We are a playoff contender, and I think we could get into the second round. But I think there's just a stratosphere that San Francisco and Philadelphia, despite their losses this week, live in that we don't. Okay, and I disagree. Really quickly, Steve. Yeah. Take your Lions bias out of it. If you see a five and one team playing the way that the Lions have played for the past twelve to sixteen weeks, would you would you think any differently? I would. I die on the mountain. The quarterbacks, for better or for worse, won Super Bowls, and Jared Goff has been better than I anticipated. But Jared Goff is not Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. All right. Yeah. That's great. He's playing better than both of them. I want to be wrong. Well, it's week six. Let's uh, check back in at week 12 and see where we're at. All right, moving on. Uh, 
number two. So, uh, Steve, it was really fun watching football with you this weekend. That was great. I, I really like the new DirecTV or lack of DirecTV Sunday ticket setup. It was uh, uh, it, it worked very easily. It was it was fun watching. As we're watching, um, we were watching Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud, and we've talked about them a little bit on this show previously this season. But boy, C.J. Stroud just looks like the better quarterback at this point, and he was taken number two, which got me thinking. Um, the Lions have benefited from the second pick often in their history as well, right? We got Calvin Johnson over Fatty Mick quarterback from the Raiders. I can't even remember his name. He was in the- Marcus Russell. Marcus Russell, thank you. Right, Fatty Mick like, quarterback, name of the show. Yep, that's, yep. <laughs> that's, that's my point, right? Like, So it got me thinking, like over the past 10 years or so, how many times has the number two pick actually turned out to be better than the number one? So I'm curious, off the top of your head, and this is going to be a little bit subjective, how many times do you think that's happened, Steve, in the past 10 years? Actually, we're going to go go through 2015, so nine years. I'm going to say the number one pick was the better play, six out of nine. Cam? Are we counting this season, so we're counting Young and Strauss? Yes, yes. Okay. So you got Stroud, Hutchinson. Baker is technically better than. Off the top of your head. Okay. Yeah. Quickly. I'm going to say the number two. You want to know what the number one um, pick? I'm sorry. How many times was the number one pick better than the number two? I'm going to say five. Five out of nine? Yeah. Alex? Eight. Eight? Man, Okay. I circled three. Oh. Um, I say Stroud is better than Br- Bryce Young at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next year, yes. Aiden Hutchinson over Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next year was not the case, although Alex may disagree. Trevor Lawrence was number one. Zach Wilson was number two. <laughs> you know, if there was anyone but Trevor Lawrence, uh, yeah, I would have fought good. you to the death. Now, I had two years where I think it was a push, and, and 2020 was a push, um, but feel free to debate. Joe Burrow was one. Chase Young was two. No, Joe Burrow. No, Burrow, yeah. Okay. I mean, They're not even Chase okay. Young picking up the th- – yeah, yeah. That's fine. We'll, we'll go with one there. So now we're two and two. Uh, 2019, I say Nick Bosa is better than Kyler Murray. Yes. Yep. I mean, this year. That's another two over one. 2018, Baker Mayfield was one. Saquon Barkley was two. Oh. I'm sorry. I'd rather have Saquon, even with his injuries. Yeah, no, it's it's which crappy option do you want, yeah. Yep. Um, 2017, Miles Garrett, obviously, over the Bears trading up for Mitch Trubisky. Oh. Yeah, that one hurt. <laughs> Didn't they? Mor- that's the one where they mortgaged like the future of uh-huh. everything for him. And they're, oh, they're still trying to dig out from that. 2016, Jared Goff number one. Carson Wentz number two. Goff all day. Yeah. Wentz has a Super Bowl, but I would agree with you, Cam. And he's also not in football anymore. Yes. And then 2015 was also the crappiest push of crappiest pushes. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. 
Jameis. Oh. I'd go Jameis. Yeah, but I I get the sense that you, yeah I I don't want to die in a mountain. So four to five, I think we can agree. The the pain yep. you on the plane. So yeah, it has not so, been. It, it hasn't been a runaway for once. It's it's been it's about half and half over the past nine years. So I don't well, know. I just thought, going, thought that interesting. So in, in going back to the Goff Wentz one, Wentz didn't win that Super Bowl. Nick Foles did. That's a very good point. Because Wentz didn't play in the Super Bowl, did he? He got hurt. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on. Number three. Um, the other thing we noticed as we were watching football this weekend, there was quite a few significant injuries uh, that came out of that week. So I'm just going to list a few of them here. Uh, Debo Samuel, who's day-to-day. Christian McCaffrey, who's who knows yet. Um, uh, Montgomery, David Montgomery. Again, haven't heard, but he was out for the game. Justin Fields left the game. Kyron Williams at the end of the game. I didn't even see that until this morning. That surprised me. Uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't injured during the games this week, but he has now missed his third game in a row. Uh, Richardson, the rookie, is now out for the season. Trevor Lawrence left, but is likely to play. And Jimmy Garoppolo. So out of all those names, Alex... Which do you think is the most uh, detrimental to either a fantasy team or their real life NFL team? Who a bigger detriment to either their fantasy team or their? Yeah, you you pick. You know mm. what, which one hurts the most, either in fantasy or or in real life. Jimmy Garoppolo kind of hurts. It's, you said David Carr, didn't you? Uh, no, not Carr. Oh, I'm gonna stick with Jimmy Grops for fantasy, especially. I still think he can be a quarterback in the league, but fantasy-wise, I think that's gonna be rough for anybody. Which is crazy too, because he has a lot of weapons he can throw to. Yeah, do you think it negatively impacts Devonte? Uh, having Jimmy Grops, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cam, what about you? CMC for both real life and for fantasy. Um, the makeup of that offense completely changes. Purdy doesn't have him to check down to or to work into the passing game at all. Um, I think Debo can also fit that mold with him being out, but not nearly to the same level that CMC does. Steve? Agreed. Uh, Cam summarized the best. I think the only thing I would add is that there was all this talk about like Brock Purdy's never lost as a starting quarterback in the regular season. And a piece of research I forgot to do before this podcast was like, how does that correlate with when the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey last year? It feels like they both happened around the same time. So, I mean, we saw like they looked phenomenal on the first drive and then, uh, what they put up three points the rest of the game. So I, I, yeah, I think Cam, you're spot on there. I just think it's a case that, uh, Monk CMC has really made the machine go and he is a good argument for why you do pay running backs because, uh, if you hit it, they can just make your offense like just an extra dimension with a running back who can catch and run. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, I would want, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was say I would give an honorable mention for the real life to Justin Fields. Um, dislocating, was it on his throwing hand? 
is dumb. I think so. Football, and you don't, wouldn't really care about that if it was his offhand. Right. So that's gonna that's gonna suck for the Bears, but again, beneficial for the Lions. Um, but yeah. Quick question and an amendment to what I was saying. Who is Jimmy Garoppolo's backup? <laughs> uh, I don't even think the Raiders know because See, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell played, uh, but Brian Hoyer was brought into the game. So yeah. Brian Hoyer, Hoyer yeah. play, finished out the game. He's still Sunday. there. Yeah, that legend. Never mind. Uh, I, I undo my answer. If they have Brian Hoyer, that guy's like a forty-seven-year-old champion. Hey, he I had a seventy percent. He had a seventy percent completion rating and threw for over a hundred yards in the limited time he was in there. No interceptions. So I'm going I'm to I'm change my answer to Justin Fields for the NFL because I don't think that the bears had anybody that mattered for fantasy anyway, because I saw their backup get put in and I had even less of an idea who that was. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. Steve, I don't think you've weighed in yet. Oh, I supported the CMC. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so uh, let's, Let's continue on that CMC track here. Um, San Francisco and Philly, as we've both established, lost uh, their first games of regular season. Uh, thank you. You know, now tied with the Lions. Um, against, I guess, inferior teams, because everybody's inferior when you're you're undefeated. Um, did they lose because of the injuries? Is there anything to be worried about here? Or is it, hey, nobody really goes undefeated anymore because Tom Brady is, is no longer in the league? Cam? Um, I think with San Francisco, the injuries really played a part. Um, Philly, they, I mean, everyone on that offense played like crap. Um, I, I don't know if there's more to see there. I, I, I don't remember what they have on their schedules left, but like, this is why when we were talking about the Lions being five and one, and I, I'm sorry to keep bringing them up. Um, but like in terms of strength of schedule, the lions have by far the easiest path. Um, we have only played one divisional game and I think all of our divisional games are on after Thanksgiving. Um, and so I will take two games against the bears. Um, and it looks like, I don't know who that is, Lucas. Which schedule is that? This is 49ers schedule. Okay. Yep. And that I was just about to hit that. Um that's where I was going. Is that I believe that they paid the, they play the, each other, the Eagles and the 49ers. So, um that's going to take one of them out of consideration. Um plus they'll have the Seahawks and the Manders defense is strong and like so I don't know. I I see the 49ers winning losing a couple more. I could see Philly who play the Cowboys. Losing a couple more, um, so. Alex? Mm. You, are you concerned about those two teams or no? Nope. What was the question? Are you concerned about those two teams? They lost, 49ers and Eagles. Oh, am I concerned about them? No. Yeah. Although the Eagles game was fun to watch though, because like I don't know, Jalen Hurts had a bad game, and I picked it up right when like the Jets intercepted like the like the pass at the end. That was brutal. But like the Forty ers are like one of the best teams like I've watched in a long time, and like I know that they have like injuries that they're dealing with right now, but like 
I think if they're all set, they're one of the best football teams I've seen, so I'm not having worries about it. Steve, I'm going to throw a little uh, twist into this question. Uh, with Debo and CMC getting injured, Brock Purdy didn't look too good. Is he more of a product of who's around him, or uh, was he just thrown off because of the injuries too, and he's actually better than that? I think it's a little column A and a little column B. I think what we can't forget about, there feels like there's a difference in how San Francisco lost and Philadelphia lost, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Lucas, at the San Francisco kicker, the thing is, like, he missed two kicks um, in the second half of that game. Either one makes the difference. They weren't gimme, so it's not like he just totally choked, but, you know, you do you do need to make your kick. So the, the win was, in theory, there to be had. Um, so I'm willing to give Brock Purdy um, a little bit more of a look before I have an opinion on that. Real quick, with the Eagles and the Jets, like, to me, that's just a testament to the, the Jets' defense. I, I was really surprised when people kept talking about Robert Sala may not have a job when Zach Wilson started, like, became the starter. I'm like, this defense is really good, and I think he's a reason for that. So I think Jalen, I think you guys are right. Jalen Hurts didn't play well, and part of that's on him, but I think a big part of that is also on what the Jets did to him. So, no, I think uh, I think the Jets were a good defense that, had the, that played better, and I think that – San, you're right, Lucas. San Francisco's injuries happened. Uh, the kicker had him not set, not a great game. So no, I think these are still the this is still the cream of the crop in the NFC. All right, Steve. Uh, back to you, number number five. Speaking of uh, New York teams, the Giants uh, decided to run the ball at the end of the first half against Buffalo with no timeouts left, uh, and then the clock runs out. They don't get in the end zone before they can kick a field goal. Um, had they kicked that, they could have won the field goal, won with a field goal at the end of regulation. Um, is this Tyrod? I, I, I heard rumors that Tyrod Taylor may have called an audible on the play to a run. Uh, what happened there? I'm guessing you're right that he called an audible just based on how pissed Brian Dayball was at the end of that whole thing. But I'm going to tell you what, I don't have any issue. If he's your quarterback, you've got to trust him to make a play. And when you are playing a far better team and you've got the ball at the one yard line, I think you've got to go for the jugular. I'm stealing something that Alex talked about a while ago. So it didn't work such as life, but I take, I think you take your shot. So I got no issue with it. And, uh, whether it was the play call or Tyrod Taylor making the call. He's been around long enough. He's a smart guy. If he thought it was there, I believe in him. It just didn't work. Alex, did you see that game? Did you see what happened? I didn't, but it sounds like, again, they were on a one-yard line. They made a call to run instead of pass. Is what the whole play. And I don't even think – yeah, I don't even think they're on the one. I think they're on, like, the four maybe. I mean, if you see an opening, go for it. You know what I mean? Tyrod's a guy that probably wants, you know, the ball in his hands at the end of the game. But, like, if he sees an opening and wants to hand it to his dude, I mean, do it. That's what he tried. I mean, again, if it went in, everyone would have talked about how much of a genius he was for calling the audible. Yeah. Very yeah. good point. Cam? Um, I didn't watch this game. Um, I did see the highlights and everything, especially, like, the, the pass interference, no calls and stuff at the end of the game. But, um yeah, I probably would have played it, especially in the first half, a little bit more conservatively um, and played to take the points when it, in it, when it's a close game like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Number six, uh, Steve, 
you have a surprise question for Alex. Alex, I was so impressed by what you walked us through last week that I wanted to talk offensive line with you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. So one of the things that I used to believe when they would talk about it all the time on broadcasts that I'm now questioning because I think color commentators are borderline useless, and I want to get your opinion. (laughs) They always talk about this thing that, like, offensive lines need to learn to gel and play together. And I'm going to offer the commentary. I'm going to ask. Do you believe that or do you, is there some tangible thing that you can tell me about a well-oiled offensive line where the sum is greater than the, the total is greater than the sum of its parts? Or if you just have five good guys in there, they're going to do fine. And this is just a cliche that has nothing to back it up. Oh, no, there's a hundred percent you need synergy. And like there, you can like see sometimes like when you see some plays, like someone just focuses on what they should be doing in a play. And like they'll just key on on somebody, and like another guy will just walk past them, and you're like, why didn't they even like tap them? You know, it's because they're too focused on what they're doing. Like there were plays like when I was a center, where we would have a guard do a pull, and basically when they do a pull, they don't like take a couple steps and run to the right. They have to trust that I am going to push the guy in front of me forward, and then basically take an immediate step to the right. And then on the other hand, I have to trust him where if I don't get far enough forward, they don't, like, step on my ankle and crush my leg. And, like, there's, like, a bunch of stuff like that where you have to be on the same page when there's stuff working together. Um, one thing is screens are really important, too, because 100% of the time, sometimes – well, not 100% of the time. I don't know why I said that. It's not always 100% who you're going to block in that circumstance because it depends on like what's going to go and you have to be able to trust like who's going to go where, who, where, and who, where, and then like knowing who to back up when stuff goes wrong. I don't know how to explain that like super well, but like you'll see that sometimes in an offensive line that isn't working as a unit is that there'll be this dude blocking nobody because he's just holding his spot in the line. And then like someone will just get past and like, he doesn't do anything. You know, it's a really big like team and work thing. And there's like, when I was a center, I would have to call audibles a lot based on, like, if I would see openings in certain areas, like if there wasn't someone lined up against a guard or something like that, to kind of, like, determine where they would go. So it was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. Is that a good answer? I think structurally you explained it fairly well, but I think the moral of the story is you believe it to be true, and I trust you, so I'm going to believe that it is also true. Yeah. It's always it's always nice too, like when you know who you're with and they know that they they got your back, you know, and that like if you're having an easier time and like someone's getting through, like let's say I'm the center and we have the guard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the, you know he's slipping by the left side of the guard, I can throw my hand out there and try to help him out, like if I'm aware enough of the situation. So okay, so, so there's a value in the art. What? So there is a value in the art of what the offensive line does as far as kind of the cohesion of them working together routinely versus just sticking five decent guys on the line together. Yeah, there's really a lot more to it than, like, I would think, like, when you get into the more detailed plays. Like, again, I only got to, like, high school level, so I'm not, like, doing, like, all these things where I'm running, chasing down a linebacker as often as, like, someone in the NFL does. Or, But I don't know. Yeah, I'm down with that. No, checks out. Cam, number seven, uh, Jamison Williams. He played 47% of the snaps in week five, but only 23% of the snaps last week. Any theories on why the, the decrease in, in snap count? 
game script. To be honest, I, I think the game script changed once uh, Monty went out. Um, and we saw the offense. I mean, he got targeted downfield, and he yeah, got, he got the touchdown, touchdown out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't dink. They they only went downfield. I think that one big that one big throw, right? I can't think Wait. of any other times they they went downfield. It was all to Amon Ra short and to to Reynolds short. Um, so I just I'm not worried about it. I don't think he's ever going to be the primary receiver. So to have him in there for those plays, totally fine with it. Yeah, there's an interesting stat I heard, too, during the game, and it kind of floored both me and Steve. Um, Unfortunately, it was broken, but uh, speaking of Josh Reynolds, uh, I think he ended up with 18 straight catches that were either a first down or a touchdown. That's crazy. It's it's insane. Yeah, I know. It was it was absolutely nuts. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I look at the way the team that the Lions, man, Lions heavy episode. Um, the way that that team is built, it's like they all have their job, and that's Jamison Williams' job is to be that guy at that time. Well, and and he was he. Uh, you know, he caught the touchdown. So, yep. no, that's that's a good point with the game script. I forgot. You know, once once Montgomery goes out, uh, they're probably going to meet need some, you know, an extra lineman or a tight end or something like that on the line. And he's just he's short man on the on the totem. Something to control time of possession, shorter yep. passes, kill clock when possible. You're not going to be throwing bombs. Nah, chuck it to Jamo every play. I'm on my fantasy team. He has three catches. Yeah, but a touchdown, so that's a good rate. Yeah, you're right. Come on, he's a lion. You gotta love him. I do love him. Yeah. Steve, any quick thoughts on on JMO? No, I thought Cam brought some good analysis there. I don't think I've got anything to tack on. Just that it was nice to see it happen, and uh, he adjusted to the ball in the air, which I thought was really cool. Got to remember too, it's what his second game back from that suspension, or is it his third? Second. Yeah, so he's he's still not one hundred percent there yet either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number eight, Alex Sam Howell is currently quarterback twelve. How likely do you think that's going to hold? I don't know, because, like, I'm seeing a lot of quarterbacks that have, like, a bad beginning to the season, and they're starting to move up, and it's not necessarily that I think Sam Howell is just going to move down. I think other quarterbacks are going to kind of slowly work their way up, and he's going to slowly work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Burrow. I know that's, like, a common, like, a pretty easy example, but, like, I think he's going to start evening out. No, that's that's a good point. Steve? This feels like the high end of what I'd expect of him. Like, I've been a believer, and I think that kind of this 12 to 18 range is where he can live. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I don't think I don't think he's a guy that the commanders have to think about prioritizing getting a replacement for next year. I uh, I've liked what I've seen, and I've seen a bit of commanders game, a few commanders games this year. Do you like him better than Mac Jones? I like you throwing for the Patriots better than I like Mac Jones throwing for the Patriots. 
Damn it. Trying to swing a trade in Dynasty. Ooh. Cam. <laughs> um, I think he could go a couple spots higher just based on he, they're going to be behind in games. They're going to have to throw. He's going to get some garbage time. Um, I wish he would throw more to freaking Terry McLaurin, but I don't think that's going to happen. So if he's not throwing to Terry McLaurin, he's not throwing to Johan Dotson, which is also a surprise, which we don't need to get into in here. Like, who is he throwing to then if he's quarterback 12? They've been throwing – he's been throwing the ball – where. I think it was on Fantasy Footballers or something. One of the games he threw it to like 11 different receivers or something like that. He's just passing it around. Yeah, sharing is caring. That sucks. Share (laughs) the load. Number nine, uh, Geno Smith is currently quarterback 21, uh, the opposite end of the spectrum here, with five touchdowns in five games. He's three and two. Uh, with wins against Detroit, Carolina, and the Giants. Uh, is, is he done, Cam? I mean, you dropped him from your team. Do you feel he's, he's done now? Well, I dropped him because I didn't want to drop the Tampa Bay defense, and I ended up picking the, the Detroit defense up. It makes sense if you think about it where we are uh-huh, in our league. Uh-huh. Um, but... Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say he's done. I don't think he'll ever reach the pinnacle of where he was last year. Um, but I think he is very much a serviceable quarterback in a Pete Carroll offense. Um, I think he can get, I think he'll win some games still. Um, I just don't see him getting to those heights as last year. Steve, Gino for Sam Howell. You up for it? <laughs> I think you need to throw a little more on your end of the equation to bring make that work. Uh, Mac Jones. I just you've got JSN, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf in a solid run game. I just Cam's right. Last year was the pinnacle, but I thought it would be a little closer to the pinnacle than twenty one per game right now. Yeah, and I, yeah, and but on the but on the flip side of that, Kenneth Walker is doing very well. So, they are running the ball. Yeah, maybe they don't need them as much. And it's not, and it's not like last year they were world beaters. They, we, the Lions did them a solid by beating Green Bay to get them into the playoffs. Yeah. So, Alex, Gino, go. I love Gino. <laughs> Everyone be hating on Gino. Gino's out there being Gino. You know what I mean? I, 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 he did something recently, and I thought it Aw. Uh, he had something really good to say. But since I jinxed this episode right at the beginning, say, <laughs> we're throwing it off the rails. This is recording, right? Oh, yeah. No, okay, I've checked that multiple times. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> Alex. But anyway, Gino, continue Gino, go. <laughs> I, I like I actually really like Geno Smith. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I think that he could have like a good future with the team. Um, I fantasy. This is where it's hard. It's like I always have to like try to put on my fantasy brain for this podcast, and like I don't necessarily know if he's going to be great for fantasy, which I think is the real question. 
But, like, I think he's a guy that can lead an offense. And, like, I think he should be a starter. But, like, kind of what I think Steve was saying it too, I don't think he's ever going to be, like, elite and be, like, some, like, top guy I'm going to draft in fantasy. But I like him. Do you like him better than Zach Wilson if I'm comparing Jeff's quarterbacks? Well, you see, I wish I could say I wasn't biased on this question because I do know somebody that has a load of Zach Wilson figurines offload. But I would say that I do like Gino Wilson, Gino more than Zach Wilson. So. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start buying stock in those Gino figurines now. <laughs> All right, number 10. Priority pickups. Who you got? Who you got, Cam? Who are you picking up this week? Geno Smith. <laughs> I, like, I need my. I need another quarterback again. Um. Honestly, and this is not a fluke. I was looking at Sam Howell. Um. Sorry, my phone fell asleep, so I got to pull up pull it up again. Um. Yeah, those were probably the two I was targeting the most. Um, if I go with anyone on the QB position, um, yeah, that's probably it. Steve, I'm just going to take a pass. There is nothing of any semblance of interest on the waiver wire for me this week. I'm right there with you. I'm not burning. I'm not burning priority on anybody. I'm picking them up after the afterwards. Alex, what about you? Oh, there's a couple pieces I'm thinking about picking up. Let's say there's a QB that you want on bye week. Zach Wilson's your boy. But let's say like if you're like down in the outs and you're like you don't know what to do, you don't have a quarterback, you know what? You, Russell Wilson, give him a shot. <laughs> do it. Just do he's it. like quarterback eight this year. I mean, they're stupider ideas. There's no ideas. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, be like the Broncos and just be like, ah, God, we just ah, we need something. You know? I imagine that's how the, the table read went in uh, the Denver's locker room. And then that's why Alex, Alex, Russell Wilson, he's whatever. Pop quiz. I went on eBay. I looked at Zach Wilson uh, figurines. I looked at the top four listings. What is the average price of a Zach Wilson figurine? Uh, 987. Sixteen fifty. No. Yes, it's moving up. There I is mean, one ninety eight shipping and handling. <laughs> Luckily, I only had to pay one shipping and handling cost. But <laughs> well, well, now that we're on Zach Wilson figurines, uh, Alex, do you have uh, anything for us this week? You mean Zach Wilson figurines? No, I mean like a one for one. Oh no! Or was that it? That was it. Damn it, Alex! Come on! I know. I, know. I may have really quit this show after all. After what you said last week, Steve. I may really. Well, what quit did I say? You said I quit the show because I couldn't show up for two weeks in a row. Oh, I but if there is no, if there is no one for one, I will really quit. No, okay, I'll get a one for one next week. I. Truth, truth be told, I am I'm working a lot, and I'm in the middle of recertifying my pharmacy license, and I need 25 hours of credit classes. So Man. I've been doing that in all my free time. Man, so, real life getting in the way sucks. Yeah, I've been. It's like I'm busy. I get out of work and then I work for yeah. free. How's well, the fig, how'd the figurine thing go? 
Oh, the the painting thing? Yeah. Oh, really good. Good. I won. Wait, what? Nice. Thanks. I'd like to see the figurine, but you don't have a webcam, so are these are these like D and D minis? Uh, they're kind of, but they were like Marvel minis, but they were like D and D. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very good. All right, Steve. Let's get into it. Oh yeah. Now for one of life's great mysteries. It's the power jinkings. All right, last week, rundown. We had Carly at 10th, Kelly at 9, Derek 8, myself at 7, Steve was 6, Matt was 5, Bob was 4, Alex came in at number 3, uh, Junior was at 2, and Cam stayed the champ three weeks straight, number 1. So, number 10. Who you got, Cam? Carly. Yeah, I'll say Carly. I will also stick with Carly. All right, the universe, the Jenkins and ESPN are in lockstep for once. Tenth on ESPN, tenth in the Jenkins. So question for you, Cam. If you look at Carly's roster right now, there are two active wide receivers who are not on bye or injured this week, Juju and Amari Cooper. If this was your team, jokes aside, what is your strategy? What is your wide receiver position going to be looking like next Sunday? Oh, boy. Um, I'd probably play Cooper and then try and make a move on the waiver wire. I there's no way I'm going with it with Juju. I just feel like there's an obvious target there, or you have to do a little more research to get there. Um, have to do. I oh mean, I'm looking at the available wide receivers in. You've got Elijah Moore. Rashi Rice could be interesting. Um, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, there's really nothing there. I'd I'd keep an eye on Josh Downs. Yeah. Not not quite there yet, but, again, if we're talking Juju, I'd take a flyer on any of those to see if they panned out. It's not a good week to need an, uh, a wide receiver, but I think all your, your guys' suggestions do make sense. All right. Nice. All right. Number nine. I'm going to go Derek. I am as well. Derek? Yeah. We'll do it. All right, guys, everybody is two for two, and the Jenkins and the ESPN Universe line up. Derek, ninth on ESPN, ninth in the Jenkins. So uh, I know you're point guard in this thing tonight, Lucas, but I do have one for you. Uh, similar struggle for Derek is Carly, just a different position right now. Deontay Foreman would be Derek's running back. You going to ride and die with that right now, or would you have a different strategy as far as what you'd be looking to do with the waiver wire? Uh, so Deontay Foreman's is running back. Are, are you discounting Damian Pierce, or has he come up with an injury that I didn't hear about? Texans aren't on by this week. 
No. Oh. I think you uh, might be right. I'm looking at I'm looking at week six. So yes, you are correct. He's got a lot of bye week players. Um, yeah, boy, Deontay Foreman or DiMercato, um, who got two points last week. Yikes. No, you don't have any good options at all. Um, this just might be the bye week hell where you just suck it up and, and hope for the best. You, if I'm Derek, I may actually give a little bit of thought of picking up Zach Moss over the waiver wires. Uh, even though Taylor is back, Moss has scored over 15 points the two weeks Taylor has been back. He is starting to get lower carries. Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of slowly moving Taylor back in, but man, I'd rather take a waiver on Zach Moss and hope for the best than play one of those guys. I might even look at Zach Evans. Yeah, that too as well, right, with the injuries in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's more a little bit more of an unknown, I, I would think, but, but could have home run potential. It is just the, the waiver wide is just barren. Like, I can't imagine the 12-team leagues are doing it right now. Yeah. All right, Derek, sorry we couldn't be of help to you and uh, – the defending champs not having a good run, but I will say, like, this is the first time in four years that the expansion teams are kind of like playing like the expansion teams. They'd had a heck of a run before now. Sorry, we couldn't help them. Come on, I think my, my advice is pretty good. Number eight. I think that's going to be Kelly. Yep, I agree. Very, very well this week. Scored a lot of points and won, but I only think she. Ooh. No. No, I think it's Kelly. Never mind. I would say Kelly too. It was a good run, lads. Ah, crap! It's really? Newton. Really? Not Kelly. I mean, Lucas seems so confident. The, yeah, I'm gonna go with the real Lucas. All right. Drops a spot from seven to eight, senior. Yup. All right. So, Cam, with this new dilemma with uh, defensive players being pretty valuable, and even if they weren't with – he's loses a bit of a bye week pinch himself this week. Are you keeping Micah Parsons? Are you dropping Micah Parsons? Are you dropping a skill player so that you can have def- two defensive linemen on your roster? What – what would you be doing if you were GMing this team right now? I mean, that's that's the whole white elephant in the room for the season. Um, and again, I dropped my backup QB for a freaking backup defense. So, <laughs> you ask me what I would do, I literally did the same thing, and I picked up the defense and kept another defense on my bench um, because I didn't want to give them up. Um who would he give up, though? Yeah, that's my question. I yeah. mean... It seemed like Brian Robinson or Sam Laporta are the two... You options. shut your mouth. You don't ever drop Sam Laporta. Brian, Chris Godwin, Alexander Madison, or Brian Robinson. Um, uh, yeah. I'd drop Old Man Thielen. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure. Old man, number six in our league, Thielen. Well, I wouldn't have waiver, first waiver priority two days after that one ran. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably, out of the two, I'd probably drop Brian Robinson. But, again, I mean, that's a shitty situation. The 15th running back in the league? Yeah. You want, Versus, you want, you want me to tell you what I'm going to do? Ooh, please do. I'm going to drop Micah Parsons. He can jump off the back of a truck and, and die. Oh, my word. That's one of the no. stuff I say. I know. I was channeling my inner seat. I'm just oh, kidding. He's, he's I, only no. the 11th ranked at his position. Yes. No. Okay, yep. I didn't realize he was that low. Then, yes. I mean, two points two weeks ago. Yeah. He had he had one good week. Week two, he had 19 points. But yeah. there are there are going to be better defensive linemen that I can carry throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. So. Nope, you dropped Micah Parsons. I didn't realize he was that low. I thought he was higher for some reason. All right, enough about my team. Number seven. Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, that'll be Kelly. After living in the abyss for, what, the first two, three weeks of the season, this team is currently seventh on ESPN and seventh in the Jankings. We are just full of symmetry today. So, um, Cam, the guy I just love to bash on, Najee Harris, third year in the league. He's averaged respectively 3.91, 3.80, and 3.92 yards during these first three seasons in the NFL. Currently running back 42. Najee Harris finishes the year as running back. Um, I'll say 31. I mean, he's got no touchdowns, so he gets a couple yeah. of falls in the end zone. That'll buff him up a little bit, but yeah. It's, uh... yeah he, again, he's, you and I talk about in our own time, in our private time, pillow talk, um, <laughs> about, about passing the eye test. And I've never felt like he passed the eye test for me. So I'm a little bit biased there. So I I just don't think he's that good. So Alex, you love everybody. Is he the starting quarterback, the starting running back for the Steelers next year? Um, I think that the Steelers need a lot of other things fixed first. Yeah. Okay. So I would say yeah. I would say like. If I if I worked for that team, I wouldn't be like, you know who you know what we need to do in the offseason? This position. I think there's a bunch of other stuff they need to focus on. I think he can still be a starter next year. Alright. I'm gonna throw this one back to you a little bit, Steve. Uh she's in a little bit of a bi week dilemma as well. Um so she is going to have to start Jacoby Jacoby Myers, which is not bad. Brock Purdy in for Prescott. Um, but then she's got one more slot, a, a flex type slot. Um, well, two, let's say two. Let's throw Hawkinson in there too. You've got Hawkinson, Jerry Judy, Tutu Atwell, and Najee Harris, and you have two spots. How are you filling that? Or are you taking a look at the waiver wire? No, you're right. You're plugging Jacoby Myers into one of the spots. You're moving Travis Etienne from your flex position into your starting running back position. And then I think personally, this is a team that takes a shot on a Zach Evans, 
or a Zach Moss. If all you need them to be is your bottom line starter, or if you have a wide receiver you feel good about. But if you're saying, what am I doing specifically? I'll take the one and done with Zach Evans if I know that Kyron Williams and um, Ronnie Richardson aren't playing this week. So he's going to get volume. It's just a matter of what he does with it. So that's what I do if I'm this team, and I'd be willing to burn waiver priority on it because she, she's got to kind of hit the gas pedal. Number six. I'm going to say Alex. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm going to say Cam. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good choice. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off. You know, when Steven says you're right, you're going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> um, God, who was five, Matt? Uh, I think it stays Steven. <laughs> uh, was six, uh, was six, stays six, currently third on ESPN. So that is me. You were correct, Lucas. So. Um, I don't have a bipocalypse this week. I've just got to make one decision. Um, Lucas, Romeo Dobbs at Denver or Michael Thomas at home against Jacksonville? I don't understand why you still like Michael Thomas so much. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like. I need to look at numbers here because I just don't get it. He is seven or eight points. Okay, he's consistent seven or eight. That is worth something. Um, but you've got Dobbs at Denver. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I mean, and he's got a lot more home run potential. So who's your matchup with this week? Looks like Cam. Cameron. So we you're go going to need that home run, so you got to go Dobbs. I think so too. I don't. I don't have my my Michael Thomas thing. Is he he's consistent? If he could just if he had one or two more touchdowns, you know, compared to zero. Like he's a fine running, he's a fine wide receiver. He just has a Derek Carr problem. Yeah, that's a real problem. Yep. All right, five. Sorry, didn't mean to steal the cue from the music. Aww. Number five. Is it me? Yeah, no, this is gonna have to be Alex. How dare you? Love you. Alex, no, Alex does not fall that much. Does Bobby take a tumble? Nope, it stays Matt. Was five, stays five. Again, symmetry with ESPN and the Jenkins both have him at five. Uh, Lucas, Matt's sticky wicket of the week is that he's got Christian McCaffrey, who is day-to-day, so I'm going to guess it's going to come down to a judgment call, but it's a Monday night game, so how do you navigate that? You wait as long as freaking humanly possible. You throw him in your flex spot. Although I'm looking at a running back he could play, it would have to be Brees Hall because that's his only other running back, but that's still not a bad call. No. Um, and, yeah, and like I said, you wait until the absolute last minute before Brees Hall plays. I don't know. It, it'd be whoever you could throw into flex. He's on so, a buy, mate. Freezes. Yep. I keep looking at the previous weeks. I need to. I need to say on the right. Oh, yikes! Wow. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, 
What I think he should do is have a backup plan and put McCaffrey in his flex spot. But what he's going to do is he's going to keep McCaffrey there and hope for the best. And Junior might have a easy run this week. Well, I think and what I might be curious to do in this case is I think you just have to grab, I don't think either of the other 49er running backs are, uh, are rostered, so I think you just grab them and just accept you're going to have to waste a roster spot, and then you plug them in if McCaffrey doesn't play because I think the system is favorable to. Time out. You're not wasting a roster spot. Two of his bench spots are a backup linebacker and empty. Hmm. He's got the room. Go pick up some 49er running backs, Matthew. Go get them. <laughs> go, go, go get them, Matt. Number four. Alex. How dare you? Yep. Is it me? How dare you? Right? <laughs> okay, I, I, I want to say Alex just so he says it again. How dare you? Uh, it is. It's Alex. How dare you? Uh, drops a spot from three to four. Uh, Alexander. Uh, How dare you? Fourth in the rankings, uh, sixth on ESPN. Cam, DeAndre yes. Hopkins, closer to the guy two weeks ago who went eight catches, 140 yards, or one, or last week's version, one catch, 20 yards. Unfortunately, because he plays for the Titans, he's closer to the one catch. I I just think that team is terrible. Um, I think if you put him on any other team, I wish the Lions would have made a play for him. Um, I think he would have been awesome. Um, But I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Here's a question. The Titans, if Ryan Tannehill is out, you can't think Malik Willis or – Banana coffee, whatever his name is, That's is going to do anything for you this year. If you're the Lions, would you give up a three for DeAndre Hopkins? I think they need to give a three for a running back. I think yeah. that's what I would focus on. Yeah. You make a play for Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I was joking, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, glad I'm playing you this week, Alex. you got quite a few people on by, so that's awesome. You're welcome. Number three, Boogie. Boogie, Boogie, Boo Boo Bear. Lucas. <laughs> is is Boogie Bear Bobby? Yes. It's not Boogie Bear, just Boogie. Okay. Uh, Junior's fraudulent team takes a step back from two to three. Hey, I got one. Oh, that's right. Why do you keep calling him fraudulent. I, I forget. Good. I forget you hate him. I should have taken that into account. No, he doesn't hate Lucas. He just hates his team. Well, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was was talking to me today. He said, I need to change my name to My Little Phonies to spite Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what, though. He really wants to win because of everything you're saying on this podcast. Well, then he needs a better team. Um, Cam. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Can this team win a championship with Captain Kirk at the wheel? So, 
when I won my championship, I won with freaking Blake Bortles. You won so with you, Andrew Luck. No, I think I won the year with Blake Bortles as my starting QB. Blake Bortles and Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And, again, in previous years, Steve, you're forgetting this, but if you look at his team, the bottom half of those starters were not important last year. Now they are. And now they are. Look at their point yep. ranks. One, but, one, two, what? It's nuts. But it's Kirk, Kirk may not be people's favorite real-life quarterback, but he is, in our league, a very good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. How, how many points did he get last week? 20. Oh, that's hard with Justin Jefferson out. Oh, that whole game was trash. And, and he plays the 49ers this week. So. Uh, well, that's fine. He has fields. That's hurt. Uh, yep. He'll be fine. He's got that. Oh, Cowboys not deep. We're not going to count this week because his defense is on by. <laughs> but again, that's not that's not him playing Kirk Cousins' fault. No, it's not. And that was the question. So he can win a championship. I hope he doesn't because that would mean I don't get it. But he can with Kirk Cousins. Well, okay. He made well. You think he can? But I am looking at it real quick. Cam, you did win with Andrew Luck as your quarterback. Uh, Philip Rivers was your backup on that team. Really? Was, here's a fun blast from the past. Like, this is how much rosters over, overhaul in the NFL. Cam, here's the starting lineup you played when you won your championship in 2016. 17. 16. 16. Andrew Luck was your quarterback. Your running backs were Carlos Hyde and Robert Kelly. Of Actually, do you even know what team Robert Kelly played for when he won you a championship? <laughs> Was he on Washington? Very good. Nailed it. Can you name your three wide receivers? You and I will give you a cheat code. You didn't play. You played a wide receiver in your wide receiver tight end spot. Oh man, I can barely remember my team no. from last year. Like oh. Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Jordy Santana Moss. Uh, yep. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, Deshaun Je- No, no, just kidding. No, not Santana Mall. Um, Antoine Randall and Johnny Morton. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, Deshaun Jackson and Doug Baldwin were the other two. You did actually have Stefan Diggs and Adrian Peterson on your bench. <laughs> if I remember right, wow. they hurt. If I remember right, they were hurt, and Stefan Diggs was not the Stefan Diggs that Gordy made a first-round pick for that the future years. Yeah, I'm guessing that's around rookie year territory for him. Yeah. So. All righty. Number two. Well, Bob, Bob did not that did not jump from four to one, so Bob is number two. Yeah. Yeah, after falling. Sorry, Alex, I mean, and uh, cut you off there. Who would you like to say? No, I said Bobby. Oh, my apologies. All right, after falling one spot three consecutive weeks, Bobby gets two of those back and has moved from four to two and is also second in the uh, league. So there was actually, jokes aside, a lot of symmetry between myself and ESPN this week. So, Alex, as our resident optimist, Tyreek Hill currently on pace for 2,306 yards. Can he be the second 
Maybe the first or second wide receiver to get 2,000 yards. First wide receiver. I was I was talking with Lucas, and he even thinks that, and I kind of agree with him, that he can even beat Calvin Johnson's record. I, I really do. Tyreek Hill is good. Him, and then especially, too, it's like this is something else he has for him. Having Waddle as a second wide receiver, I... It just means... Like per- what'd you say? I was going to say, that just means it's less impressive than Calvin's. Well, yeah, but sort of. But all, that team is just such an impressive just pass-built offense that he gets to be in, and he's just like one of the fastest guys ever. I, I think he can do it. I think he's going to be – I don't know. I'm just impressed by Tyreek Hill. I, I never thought like two years ago I'd be like, man, I really want to watch the Dolphins games. So, And a lot of it's because of him. He's incredible. Um, so this isn't a knock on him. I just to average 118 yards, that's what you have to do and have no injuries. That's just a tall thing to do over 17 weeks. So I think he's incredible, but I do think it's more likely than not he's not going to get to the 2,000 yard mark this year. I'll leave you with this sad thought. Uh, with Kirk Cousin being fourth in our league, uh, Jared Goff is six behind Cousins. Really, that just I don't know. That hurts on on a different level. Number one. Uh, that would be me. Uh, and symmetry. Yeah, I think we can let the pageantry go there. Me first too. on ESPN, first in the Jenkins, the dominance continues. Lucas, who is the real Mike Evans, the guy that averaged 19 points a game for the first three year games of the year, or the guy who's averaged about six or seven points for the last two weeks? I'm going to cop out and say somewhere in between. Uh, I just, I mean, the fact that he got, what, you said 19, yeah, 15.6, 28, and 14.5 in the first three weeks. With Baker freaking Mayfield as your quarterback, and those were off at five and six catches. Um, you got to know that those were like dump off throws, and he just did the work himself because that just blows my mind that he was even able to do that. But um, yeah, I, I don't think he's a five six point uh, receiver. I think he he's more of in the averaging like eleven to twelve point range. Am you on board with that? Um, so I was the, the, not this past game against the Lions, but the previous game he played. So the week before his bye, he did get hurt in the game. So he did not finish the game. So that's why his numbers were down. Um, and again, he played a very strong Detroit defense, man, it feels funny to say that. Um, and the the interception that Baker threw, if that ball doesn't get tipped, it is a touchdown to Mike Evans. He had no, he was behind the entire secondary, and he was gone. But the ball got tipped in interception game history. So um, he's definitely getting the volume of targets that I wanted, and I was hoping to see when Baker came in. Um, yeah, so I think he's got pretty high upside, especially compared to last year. So, Okay. 
So closer to the first three weeks than the last two, you support your argument. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but there's just always the, but it's Baker throwing the ball and then it's going to be Kellen Mond throwing the ball or Kyle Trask throwing the ball and Baker gets benched. So this is about his quarterback and not about your guy's talent. But I do think it's going to be more problematic than good this year. But Baker hasn't shown any reason to be benched. I mean, I don't love Baker. I hate Baker Mayfield actually, but like he's not playing poorly. He only put up six points on Sunday, and yes, the Lions are good, but I don't think they've only allowed six points to anybody this year. Uh, that sounds right. I'm not confirming that, but that sounds right. All right. Well, hopefully for your case, you are right, and uh, the year of dominance continues, though the rest of us wouldn't mind if you would let the field catch up to you just a wee bit. Hold on. The Lions did give up only six points again previously this season to the Falcons. Oh. All right. Interesting. And 17 to the Panthers. The most they've given up is 24. No, they gave more to 24 to the uh, Seahawks. Oh, 37. Sorry. I was only looking at the losses or the wins. All right. We shall see. So either way, congratulations, Cam. I know it has been a, a rough couple of seasons, but uh, it's got to be nice to have a team firing off cylinders right now. It, the revenge tour is well on pan- place. Well, let's ask you real quick. Bobby's second, but if you look at the other nine teams, who who makes you the most nervous? Like right now, Matt is the team that would make me the most nervous if I was you. I honestly don't know. I don't personally like this part of my schedule. I I brought it up a couple weeks ago where I thought it was weird that I'm playing you two out of three weeks and then Alex back to back. So like Alex is a strong team, even though I own him over the history. Um, but it's Aaron Rogers. Uh, well, in the short-term history, you've you've made a game out of it. I think you've won a couple games. So, unlike the real Detroit Lions, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I, I'd say probably you, Steve, just because it's you. Well, I like the current setup. We wouldn't play until the finals. So, all right. But anyway, enough of uh, tooting our own horns. All right. Anything else with the rankings or anything pop for you before we get to our predictions for this week? It's, hey guys. It's a one for one tease. It's a one for one. While you were like talking about like football or something, I pulled out my old notebook and I tried to find some of my old one for one ideas. Um, I have one here. Wait, can can I pause just for a second? Yeah. I think that's my new favorite thing in the world that you have a notebook full of one of one for one ideas. Yeah, that's, it's like it's like I love that. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. So actually, I was reading a couple of them while we were doing it, and Nick, some of them made me laugh. I was looking through that BuzzFeed quiz I did a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny, but there's a very important position in the NFL that very rarely gets talked about. And it's at all levels of sports. And 
it's the position that I want to talk about today is snack bombs. Okay. So all you may know is that um, in the NFL, all of the teams have to pick one of the moms and they have or dads. It's not sexist. And they got to bring snacks for all the players after the games. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you've had to do this for your, your kids and stuff, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I made a list of like eight things that I would try to bring for as a snack mom. And I made it a little bracket. And I wanted to see if you would help me. So so you always have to remember, like, pretend you're an NFL player. You're exhausted. You're probably having trouble thinking because you have a concussion because you just played a football game against a bunch of really big, beefy boys. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. here comes the snacks at the end of the day. All right, here's the first choice. Endless appetizers from Fridays or a meat carving station. <laughs> Man, right out of the gate. That's a tough. Point of order. Is this okay. a ham? Is any meat carving station or is it a, are we talking a ham? Are we talking prime rib? I'm talking multiple meats. Oh God. <laughs> I'm feeling like after my run of somebody tried to throw up, after I get done with the run, somebody threw appetizers at me. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to go with endless appetizers. I'm going with all that meat. <laughs> I'm with you. Appetizers, but gosh, it's close. All right, endless apps moves on. Next part of the graphic, we have stuffing, and like just a big bowl of it, just like eating it like cereal, or ham nuggets. And before you ask, a ham nugget is a chicken nugget made of ham. So, oh, I'm sold. Ham nuggets all the way. I'm gonna go with stuffing because I hate ham. Okay, <laughs> stuffing. Oh, I it is the perfect after football snack. What'd you say? What was What's the one seed? Um, I didn't make a one seed. Well, yeah, sir. I just listed a bunch of dumb foods and made a little quick thing. Um, all right. So next is just too much chocolate or a churro with a Capri Sun. <laughs> I mean, Oh, and just, you just ask, too it does, much, right? It, it does say just too much chocolate. <laughs> okay. It's just, just too much. It's not overly too much chocolate like you're going to throw up. It's just you, you get to the point where you're like, I don't want any more chocolate, and then you take one more bite. Yeah, well, it's like like literally you, you walk over to the snack mom, who I'm assuming has like a cooler and all the NFL players wait in a line. And like someone in line is like, that's just too much chocolate. It's like <laughs> they're disappointed at how much it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going with the churro and the Capri Sun because it's refreshing. Okay. Yep. It's like juice a two boxes, for one. Juice, juice boxes remind me of eight-year-old soccer games. Okay. Steve? Um, it's going to lose two. Uh, I vote the other way, but it's not enough to carry the day. Churro Just to, with yeah. Okay. So last last one before we go to the second round. Graham Gano crackers with a Sprite for a meatball dinner. <laughs> okay, Graham Gano is like actually like graham crackers. Well, it's like a graham cracker, but they're more Gano-y. Are they, sh- are they just a graham cracker made into Graham Gano's face? I mean, this is left up for your interpretation, Cam. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with not those. Meatball dinner? Oh, hell yeah. All right. Yeah, play, play the meatballs, please. 
Steve, we oh, still want to hear you vote. I love meatballs. <laughs> Take Graham, Graham Gano for the gloss. All right. All right, so now we're out to the second round. So now we are at Endless Friday Appetizers versus a big old bowl of stuffing. Well, I didn't choose stuffing first, so I'm going appetizers. Yeah, I gotta go apps. Apps. Stuffing. Alright, sorry Steve, apps one. Alright, so now we are to a churro with a Capri Sun or a meatball dinner. Ooh. Oh, that is a titan of a matchup. Mm-hmm. <sighs> meatball dinner, man. Capri Sun. I'm going Capri Sun too. Capri Sun. Okay. So, I want you to know that we got here on all of your your votes. So, now you have to pretend. You really talk about this one. This is the finale, okay? You really need positive negatives. We are two. Endless appetizers from Fridays against a churro with a Capri Sun. And this is for the championship game. This is Aiden Much Hutchinson's mom called me. This is what she's bringing to the next one. So... Well, endless appetizers from Fridays is great. Are you really going to be that hungry after playing a football game? And the churro with the Capri Sun is more along the line and the theming of a snack mom. Uh, so that's my thinking on the matter, and I'm going to go with the churro. So so when I'm thinking of a churro, I'm thinking of, like, one of those churros that are, like, two feet long and, like, so thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I am, too. Yep, like absolutely. A Disney World, like a Disney World churro. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, you do got to carb up. After, right? That's a thing? I don't know. So, the endless apps from Fridays can feed a variety of different tastes. Mm-hmm. And just because they are endless does not mean you have to eat them endlessly. Mm-hmm. It's available. All you care to enjoy, some would say. So, um, I'm going with that. All right. Got one for apps. Steve, pick the winner. <sighs> so, I've never played organized football. The main athletic endeavor I do is I run. And at first, as we've gone through this bracket, I thought, as soon as I get off the treadmill, the only thing there that does not make me want to vomit is the idea of having a Capri Sun. However, once I've had my cool down and I've got put on, like, you know, my new outfit, like, 10, 15 minutes later, and I would normally walk to Chipotle. Like, I feel at that point, I the endless appetizers from Applebee's does feel like the winner. So, I'm wing me up, my good man. All right. So, now here's a secondary question, okay? It's just This is to make it deeper, just in case. Now, pretend you're feeling that way after you get off the treadmill, but you have to eat it all. And by endless appetizers, I'm going to say two apps and a churro because you you want to be nice to the snack mom. Would you oh. still stick with your votes? No, because, I mean, I need something to wash the churro down, and that's the only time you've given me a liquid besides something that got tossed in the first round. Fair enough. So that, now it's churro time. Okay. Cam, Lucas, does that change your opinion? Nope. Nope. Sweet. So I'm not sure where that put us, but... Well, I'm going to say, if you, if it's just a normal snack thing, apps win, but if you have to eat the whole thing, it's churro with a Capri Sun. Yeah. That's you can't eat fair. the whole thing if it's endless. Well, as I said, you two apps. Minimum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was one for one. Bam, 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 bam. And that's a shout-out to all the snack moms. You're all the true heroes. Uh, 
appreciate you bringing that to the dogs. Mid game adjustment. I mean, that's next level stuff right there. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. All right, fellas, let's land the plane. Unfortunately, the Jankup of the week isn't anything all too special. Just as far as numbering, it is three junior versus five Matt. Who do you have, Alex? Junior. Cameron. Uh, I'm going to say he takes the loss. Lucas. Uh, Matt's got problems at running back this week, so I'm going junior. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. And he is so stacked everywhere else. This is the team that I think is number two in the Jenkins in two weeks, not next week in two weeks. So I'm taking Matthew. All right. Next one, Cameron versus six. Me, Cam, who do you have? And me, I'm taking Cam until he loses. Lucas. Cam. Same. Alex. Steve. Thank you. How dare you. (laughs) You know, sometimes when someone doesn't believe in themselves, you just have to believe in them for them. Lucas, two, Bobbert versus ten, Carly. Uh, Sorry, you threw out a lot of names. Sorry, I got confused. Um, I'm going to go Bobby. Bobby. Alex. Bobby. Cameron. Boogie. Uh, we have four Alexander versus eight senior. Uh, gonna just follow the Jenkins because I think it's gonna be snug. Alex. Alex, who do you have? Who's between? I didn't hear you. Oh, Me and you. Me and you? <laughs> Me. How dare you? <laughs> I'm also picking Alex. How dare you? <laughs> I'm, picking, I'm picking Lucas. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> All right. Alex, last matchup, seven, Kelly, nine, Derek. Derek's starting to come back, Derek. Cam. Um, I'll take Kelly. Lucas. Kelly's the other one with bi-week issues. I'm going Derek. I think Kelly is on the inside looking out next week, so I'm going to say Kelly. All right, lads, I won't poll everybody. I will just ask, does anybody have a recommendation for the week? Um... Pharmacy technician letter for all of your pharmacy technician uh, continuing education needs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steven, that dude they were talking about earlier, he was in speed. Oh! Yeah, he was the partner role. that died. Yeah. 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 What's the lead with that? The most obvious role. There you go. Okay. Uh, no. Perfect. Okay. Well, that was very helpful. Thank you for everything to everyone. And uh, as always, Alex, can you be uh, lead on making sure somebody says goodnight to Gracie? Was Gracie in speed? <laughs> <laughs>